We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Just, you know, slamming stuff, feel like rocking out. It's a good wake up song. I, I think so, too. It's got me up, Beamaz and Beamer, here on WBEN, hanging out with you for the next hour. And I'm a little distracted. Because they're replaying the Roddy Piper documentary on A&E right oh, now. Oh, perfect timing. It's up, it's up in the, uh, yeah, so if my <laughs> eyes are wandering, you kind of know. The guy's fascinating. He's living an amazing life. Roddy, well, uh, lived an amazing lived life. It, yes. I mean, he, he was stabbed in the abdomen at a wrestling event. That's how good he was at his job. I mean, he's a pro wrestler. Right. And people were so angry at him. I mean, they threw stuff at him. He got in a knife fight. And uh, I mean, and that was real. Yes, that no, part was real. One hundred percent real. Somebody brought a knife into the crowd and uh, went after him. I I know this because I read his autobiography. I think it was at seventh or eighth grade. I we you had to do a book report. You got to choose the book. I chose Roddy Piper's autobiography. Nice. And my visual for the book report was coming in dressed up as Roddy Piper. So I had the kilt on, a nice leather jacket on over my Roddy Piper a homemade Roddy Piper T-shirt. I don't know. Look at that. They didn't find it amusing, I guess. Did you go? Uh, did you use it for Halloween that year too? Um, I don't know. I should have. See, I should have. Get that two uses fit. out of the costume. Yeah, would have fit right in. Um, but yeah, they. I. I don't think they found it amusing. I just read Roddy Piper's autobiography. Well, so they're the ones that gave you the option. <laughs> I know. So what do you? <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah. Thirteen years old. The coolest book I could find. I don't know. Anyways, that's so. So if I'm distracted. There's my excuse as to why it's in the corner of my eyes. I understand. And to uh, to bring this to current terms, July 16th, the WWE will start allowing fans back to their events. Oh, really? Back they're, on tour. They're going back on tour. How about that? So we're coming back slowly but surely, um, you know, in some areas of the country a little bit further uh, and faster than some other areas here. We're dealing with a whole new set of restrictions this time as it relates to the smallest uh, members of our society, the littlest kids, the ones who are still uh, teeter-tottering and just being able to walk. That's kids as young as the age of two who are in daycare now facing a slew of new restrictions from New York State. Yeah, we heard these uh, announced yesterday in summer camp and at daycares. You'll have to wear masks, Brian. Which, uh, if I'm if I'm correct, summer camp is an overnight thing. 
So it, this, the, the questions are many. The answers are few. And, and, I mean, how many times could you do this throughout the entire last year, right? right. Where you kind of pointed something. And these were all announced at once. And I, so it's a little confusing. It's a lot to unpack what applies to what. My first thinking was at summer camps where everybody has to be masked if you are a kid during the whole time, except if you're sleeping. And I thought of my old, you know, camping day. You go to Camp Weona, right? Yes. How far away is that? It's you know, like an hour or two yeah, That's the, away, that's the depending popular on where one. you are. Uh, but you, you're in the cabins there, and there's probably like eight people per cabin, if I'm remembering it yeah. correctly, four bunk beds. And you don't wear a mask when you're sleeping, obviously. That's not part of the requirement. So you're inside your cabin, sleeping, Yeah. everyone together, eight of you probably plus a counselor so nine of you in a little room sleeping and not the best circulation of air um i don't think they put the joe beamer air conditioner that was special my next line in the uh, camp leona <laughs> cabins yet but you have that no masks no problem and then as soon as you go outside in the morning the and go on. around the fresh air the mask comes on. It doesn't make much sense. Definitely, I think it'll be one of those things that's addressed again before summer camp actually happens. But, you know, as we are uh, enjoying walking maskless around, uh, the governor wants to remind you, hey, I still have this power to make certain individuals wear masks. Yeah, so that that was what first came up, you know, in my head was I was looking at this. But then uh, more and more parents um, just kind of uh, were calling into us. And letting us know, sending us emails. And then we heard from daycare providers about how this impacts kids in a daycare setting. And I I didn't quite, you know, uh, grab it at first. But then it kind of hit me as because it was not a year ago. It was, you know, maybe last July um, and August. My wife and I were going around different daycare facilities throughout the area because we're trying to find a place for uh, our son to go a few times a week while we were both working and he needed a daycare. And in those places, and we talked about this when school opened up in September, that, you know, it was kind of strange to think that for five-year-olds throughout the area, they were not allowed to go back into school five days a week. Or if they would, if they were, they had to be spaced out in very specific ways, uh, everyone wearing a mask where if you're four years old and in the daycare setting, none of those things really applied. And there weren't any problems at that point. This is going back again to last summer. You know, through COVID, all through March and April, these daycare centers were open. And things for the kids, you know, aged uh, a few months all the way up to four years old, stayed about as normal as possible. And that remained true through this past winter when you saw some of uh, the worst of COVID kind of come around, the holidays. It remained true in the spring break. And there was never any major reported problems of outbreaks related to daycare centers or in young kids at all. We, we never really heard it. Then this week, as we're talking about the masks coming off, things change. Yeah. And the state <laughs> puts in the requirement that now in daycare settings, distancing and masks will apply, despite them having run a certain way on this for the entire year plus that we've been dealing with COVID with no major issues. Yeah. 
and also despite the fact that cases are down and where are these kids most likely to catch COVID would be from home, would be from an adult, right? Well, that's how, or they would pass it to an adult. And the way the numbers look, most adults getting vaccinated, who those kids come in contact with getting vaccinated, this seems like a very unnecessary step as we've for a year done it the other way. Well, it's, I mean, a lot of questions. And I know now, luckily, my son isn't two years old yet. So this isn't something we have to run into. But I can only imagine, you know, you're, you pass that magic threshold where one day you're fine. The next day you have to follow these very strict guidelines when it comes to wearing a mask the entire day, uh, kind of, you know, not having that normal social interaction. Because it's so important when you're talking about young kids to get them socialized, to have some interaction with people. And they are still losing something with even um, the instructors having to have wear masks throughout the entire time. As we heard uh, a little bit earlier on this morning, we talked with Kelly Cromback, uh, president of Imagination Station. We might revisit that even because she was making note of all the things you learn just from picking up on facial cues. You're learning to speak. It's very important to look at somebody's mouth <laughs> when you're, uh, you're seeing all this, and, and it plays a lot into it. And the governor was in town yesterday, and he was asked, what is going on here? What's the deal behind some of these new restrictions? You know, why are these all being put right now of all time? We're not talking this. What didn't happen a year ago didn't happen over the winter when there was yellow, orange and red zones. Yeah, when everything was shut down again. It's happening right now as we're trying to think we're opening back up. Now we're putting all these mandates on the youngest kids in the community. Here's what he had to say, or part of what he had to say in an answer to that while in Western New York yesterday. Uh, They're not state guidelines, they're federal guidelines, uh, and we tend to follow the federal guidelines. I understand the science, I understand the data, and that's what drove the federal government to those guidelines. Uh, I also understand it is difficult on a number of levels uh, it's difficult for a parent with one child. Can you imagine a child care provider trying to put masks on three and four year olds and have them keep them on all day long? Uh, so I get it. Uh, we're working with the child care providers to see if there's any way we can uh, help, but it's a federal guideline based on the science. Federal guidelines. It's not my rule, it's a federal rule. Well, how did this rule come uh, to uh, this point? Here in New York State. And mind you, in other states, this isn't the rule. This is happening here in New York State. But uh, the governor is saying this is a federal guideline. So uh, this is the rule here in New York State. Not my decision at all. It's a federal thing. Now, how did this come about? We learned about it in a news release that was sent by the governor's office. The news release was titled, Governor Cuomo announces new guidance for health and safety measures at child care, day camp, and overnight camp programs. The governor, in the release, quote, we are issuing this guidance. It points to the State Department of Health as the agency that will issue guidelines (laughs) and rules for all these facilities in the future. And when he's asked about the question in a news conference, well, we have nothing to do with it. This is only a federal guideline. Uh, You know, we, we can only do what the federal guidelines happen. It's only happening in New York State. This is the mandate from the state. It's not a federal mandate if it's coming from New York State. And that's what we heard when we spoke with uh, daycare providers 
earlier this morning. This is coming from the state. He also said, we're working with providers. We're working with child care centers, daycare providers. What did we hear this morning when we spoke with them? There's been no communication whatsoever and no reasoning given as to why now this change has to be made. Yeah, they learned it at the press conference yesterday, the same press conference where he he told uh, reporters, well, you know, all the restrictions are being eased. Well, not really. Now there's here's a new restriction. Here's a new guidance uh, that's going into effect. Uh, and as you said, Brian, we, it was pointed out this morning, you have kids in daycare that are learning to speak. They're learning facial expressions and they're learning to socialize and uh all three things very difficult to do with a mask on. And it, it, it's, again, one of these things. It's from the CDC, and it, depending on where you live, I guess the uh, long arm of the CDC only goes so far because here this is being taken, and we've said it before, as if it is the stone tablet coming down from the mountain. They're guidelines. They're always presented as guidelines. These are not mandatory federal laws, and we know that because – you're not seeing this controversy happen and play out in other states. You're only hearing it here in New York. These things just don't happen. We're never forced to do them. It's a choice. You can always choose differently based on common sense. Right. If you listen to the governor, he knows what the common sense is yesterday because he said it while answering the question, but then made it seem like there's no choice that we well, have to just follow this as it said, uh, and this is exactly what's going to happen. It's uh, I'm, My arm is being forced into this. Don't blame me, even though just two days ago, I'm the one with the quote saying that we are putting these rules in place. Right, and, and it's, again, it's a CDC guidance. Um, it, it's the same CDC that on Thursday said – uh, that you know, mask wearing for vaccinated isn't something that needs to be done anymore. And then he had to look into that. And when this one comes down, well, this is just from the CDC. It's a it's federal government. And again, he says that because he knows it's ridiculous. And the science shows that younger kids, obviously without underlying issues, younger kids do not get the symptoms, do not get the cases of COVID that we saw in the older uh, population. Well, it goes again to, you know, uh, the real core issue here is uh, parents asking, you know, where is my um, my rights as a parent to say what is best for my kid? We're getting a lot of feedback. We heard from daycare centers and we've heard from a lot of parents, like I said, uh, calling and emailing us over in the newsroom, we're hearing from a lot of parents on our text board right now who are, you know, I can't read the text because they're words you can't <laughs> yes, repeat. You cannot. You see where the public opinion on this is and what parents are thinking when it comes to their kids and doing something that has not been asked all this time. And I think that's where you're getting people. We're in such a better picture. 98 plus percent of the people in Western New York who get a COVID test get a negative result of that test. Uh, over half the population vaccinated in the area, and now is when we're deciding to put these rules in place. And people in state government know it. Sean Ryan, uh, the state senator, was asked by our Brendan Keeney about this yesterday. We're getting a lot of complaints about daycares and that uh, two to five-year-olds need to now wear masks in daycare centers. What is the, we've gotten a couple of responses from local politicians. What, sure. what do you think about it? Well, whoever says a two-year-old should wear a mask has never met or cared for a two-year-old. 
And it's hard to get two-year-olds to keep their uh, shoes on or their hats on, let alone a mask all day. So I think that's a misguided policy, and I hope the State Department of Health uh, takes a long look at that. But really, if you want to reduce the spread through daycare centers, we got to get daycare workers vaccinated. There's been daycares throughout Erie County who have been closed in the last few weeks because their staffers test positive. Then the whole business has to close down. And each of those families who had a kid has no more daycare. And then those families in some points have to quarantine. So we really got to get our mind around this idea. If you're working in places like daycare centers and nursing homes and group homes, you got to get yourself vaccinated or we're not going to get back up and running. Have you heard anything from parents about this? Because there's, there's a lot of uh, people who are upset on social media. Well, you know, social media is one thing. But one thing's for sure is two-year-olds and masks, you know, that's not a recipe for success. So, you know, we have to realize you're not going to be able to keep a mask on a two-year-old. And it just then becomes a fake rule. So we have to figure out if we want to reduce the spread through daycare and camps, we got to make sure the adult employees are vaccinated because those are the people who are bringing it into the camps and into the daycares who could potentially get this kids sick. So we shouldn't all have to go over to these restrictions because a small portion of the population won't get vaccinated. Also, why now? Like everything seems to be opening up. People are going, we don't have masks on. This is the first time I've seen you without a mask in over a year, uh, but kids are now. So there's a kind of this issue with that as well. Who knows? I mean, you know, they're reshuffling that constantly. So we're reopening, we're reassessing, uh, you know, risk, looking at where recent infections have been. But if we have infections in daycare centers, it's not the kids, it's coming from the adults. And it's very rare. As we heard, uh, Kelly Crombuck joined us, uh, a president of Imagination Station. She said over the past year, hundreds and hundreds of kids three known COVID cases through the door, and that's not just a one daycare center. That's a story that's repeated over and over and over again where the spread is not happening, and yet, bam, here are these new restrictions. Well, and it's interesting to hear uh, Sean Ryan and he being against this guideline for daycares. Uh, will that make it to some kind of conversation in Albany? Will well, that make it to some kind of bill in Albany? The Senate and Assembly have regained their powers, and I'm doing air quotes, over Governor Cuomo's executive orders. So is this just going to be a talking point to Brendan Keeney, or is this going to be something that's addressed in Albany? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. You, you bring up the point. There's one person in that conversation we just listened to who has the ability to do something about this. And right. with all due respect to Brendan Keeney, who I love dearly. Yes. It's not him. Right. <laughs> Ron in Amherst, you're on WBEN. Ron, what's on your mind? Well, just commenting on that, being a daycare owner, uh, family owns a business for 30 years. Um, what, what's missing is the follow-up question from every reporter who speaks to anybody, whether it's the governor or whether it's a Senate or it's a representative. What are the numbers? The numbers are minuscule. They always talk circles. They always talk these parents, these daycares, a couple of them have closed, a couple of this. How many? What is the number? And the number is so minuscule you can't count that, of how many children have gotten COVID from an adult and how many daycare providers, um, employees don't have the vaccine. See, these are numbers that just throw out minutiae. And everyone shakes their head and moves on. 
Hey, Ron, I appreciate it and uh, appreciate the point. Thanks for the call. It's not just the numbers are minuscule in what we've heard from anecdotal. It's the numbers aren't really known. I mean, you can't truly know how you, you can't trace back every COVID case to a particular source. Right. You'll never be able to know it. But the numbers aren't known. And if the numbers aren't known, that means you're just kind of throwing things at a wall without any reasoning behind it. And when it comes to restricting and doing something as drastic as this, of forcing kids to wear masks, of totally changing the way daycares are operating and impacting the care that kids across the state are getting, it would be nice to have a little bit of a rationale, something to back up why you're making this drastic change all of the sudden after, as we said, over a year of things hopefully being as normal as possible for kids in these daycares. I mean, my goal for my son is for him to never know that he lived through <laughs> yes, COVID. Yes. And, you know, here we are, uh, you know, kind of closer and closer to that not being the case, even though uh, we are, you ask uh, some of these doctors, we are uh, inching closer and closer to being behind it from the vaccine and everything else that we're seeing. So, it is, uh, it's tough to say, and somebody's asking about, uh, you know, the doctor from Children's Hospital who we've had on. That's uh, somebody who we'll try and get a hold of. Dr. Stephen Turkovich, he has, you know, we haven't, again, we haven't had to speak on this issue right. because it hasn't, it been, hasn't been an issue an issue <laughs> over the course. But every time we checked in with him, we always asked for that update. What are you seeing inside the hospital? And his update throughout the entire last year has been the same. It's been twofold. One, we're not seeing much. It remains true. This virus does not have the impact in kids that it does in older adults, and that is one of the positive things about the last year. So we're not really seeing a lot of cases at Children's Hospital. And a second point is always we need to use this information to get kids back in the classroom, right. and that's what usually happens when we talk to Dr. Turkovich. 803-0930, we'd like to hear from you. It's BMAS and Beamer, and when we come back, we'll take your calls. Also, I have to make a mention of the lottery thing that the governor uh, brought up yesterday, uh, the fraud lottery thing. We'll talk about it when we come back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. <laughs> 
Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Talking about the governor in Buffalo yesterday announcing uh, that for kids in daycare, uh, kids in summer camp, uh, you will have to wear a mask. No, not when you're sleeping, uh, but when you're outdoors, uh, when you're at daycare. That mask, if you are over the age of one, uh, that mask has to be on. Well, over the age of two. So two and older. Oh, has yeah. to uh, wear the mask. I poorly, yeah, I, and, I misspoke. And basically what's changed is for over the last year, things have been, for the kids, if you're in a daycare setting, all the way up to you know some pre-K, but definitely kindergarten, it has been a little bit of a sense of normalcy. The masks haven't been required in pretty much all daycare settings. The distancing hasn't had to be what it is in schools. And kids have been able to be kids Yes. And there have been really no issues. I mean, there's been a few COVID cases. Obviously, you're going to have cases, but there have been no issues uh, resulting from that uh, differing level of freedom that we've been able to give to kids because COVID's impact in kids is not the same as it is in older adults. And what's changing now is as of this week, distancing, masks, if you're over two, these all now suddenly for these places that have been operating nonstop, mind you, no orange zone, red zone, anything has not stopped a daycare center right. throughout the entire last year. Now they have to change the way they operate based on that's what we're trying to figure out. And, and what you said, letting kids be kids as much as we can for the last year. And Brian, we have had so many guests on the station over the last year talking about how important that is to children, to let children be children, to have children socialize with their friends. And uh, we heard this morning uh, for our for younger kids and how important it is to talk and see someone talking things you can't do with a mask on now all of a sudden as many of us are walking around maskless to go out drinking to go to the grocery store uh, our kids are being told this summer that mask needs to stay on joe in lancaster you're on wbem what's going on joe hey guys thanks for taking the call uh enjoy the program um you know i just like to kind of reiterate you know on this continuous confusion and arbitrary numbers and you know two days before they announced the masks on the kids the erie county doh said they're no longer going to be policing any of these businesses you know restaurants gyms blah 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 and then they released this stuff on the daycare like you know the fear mongering from this was was from the get-go right that's they all know that people are genuinely good-hearted right and they continue to exploit that they know people want to do good things 
and the arbitrary numbers and the you know the constant uh, made up super spreader venues, whether it be a restaurant or a gym. That- you know, Joe. Before we get too much, I kind of want to uh, go on something you just said there because you made mention to people are good hearted in nature, and I think as generally speaking, I I try my best to not be this way, and I like to think that I don't think this way. But in general, in society, um, it's especially online, but it's kind of creeped into our normal, you know, offline everyday life that that feeling is going away. That feeling that, you know, you and I, we kind of have our, you know, everyone's best interests at heart, that we're trying to be a good person. And instead, we have a new attitude of assuming that everybody is thinking the worst at every time. Well, I guess, you know, for a lot of people, I guess that's that, you know, it, it goes with the constant barrage of, of negativity, right. Coming from the media. Like I haven't turned the news on in 18 months. It's, and it's been a complete relief, you know, but, but they, they, they continue to use the kids as this strong arm, to, you know, manipulate everyone's feelings and, you know, get them to do the, the coercion here is incredible, right? Like, I don't care who gets vaccinated. You guys have claimed you've gotten vaccinated. I'm not going to do it. And you guys have put across that, you know, you believe in the system, you believe what you got, and you're okay with it. So you're, you're going to live your life. And if people can't get through this, their heads that, you know, whatever choice they make, they need to be accountable for it, whether, you know, it's getting it or not. You know, there's never been a, a question. Well, I mean, very minimal. I think you guys brought it up last, or a few days ago, about the people who have got the disease, tested positive. All these people are testing positive. So if all these people are testing positive, they have T-cells, they have antibodies of some sort to make them immune. If they quarantined and did all that nonsense, so, so why, are, why is this disease so different than every other disease that we've ever come in contact with? This is not Ebola. You know, people aren't bleeding from the eyes and, and you know, dropping dead in the street. You know, the death count has been pretty much the same annually for the past 10 years. It's uh, Well, and the COVID deaths are going down. We know this. Hey, Joe, we thank you for the call. And you're hitting on, uh, you're hitting on some points that kind of go a little bit beyond what we're looking at here, and that is <laughs> we're looking at this daycare, but it does speak to some of these larger issues of uh, what you said. I mean, I, I noticed that so much. It's, it's in all of your social media and online conversation, this, you know, assuming the worst of everybody, assuming that your words mean the worst possible, uh, you know, iteration of them, assuming that you're thinking the worst thing, and it is kind of going into like, and we see this with the mask thing this week, right? We see this with the mask of, you know, people who are fully vaccinated who are still saying, even despite, you know, we have Dr. Nielsen on saying, if you're vaccinated, you're gold. You have nothing to worry about. Yep. Stand next to anybody. You have that protection, and that's good. That's the whole point of the vaccine. Yet we still have uh, how many people saying, well, I'm going to keep wearing the mask. I don't trust anybody. And it's like, look, listen, I don't know. When I'm driving down the street, I don't know if the guy next to me has a driver's license. I don't know what he was doing before he got in right. that car. I'm assuming that this 
little double yellow line is going to, you know, everyone's going to kind of go by that thing and not cross over it and cause serious injury. I don't know if, you know, I go out to a a restaurant. I'm hoping they're keeping that meat at, uh, you know, the normal temperature before they slap it on the grill, even despite everything I see on Bar Rescue every week, right? (laughs) So I, there is a lot of trust that goes into yes. everyday life, and that does need to extend past those two examples that I just gave and extend to what we're talking about right now. And, I, you know, that's a little off the topic of the daycare, but it, I do think it all kind of comes together. It is, and this is what I want to say. Unless you have an underlying issue, which Dr. Nielsen said, unless you have that underlying issue, why did you get the vaccine if you're going to continue to live like we're in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, I thought everyone's mindset was the same. Obviously, it's not. I thought it was the same. Hey, I got the vaccine so I can get back to this, so I can get back to my normal life. You know, Brian, I, I, won't, I won't say any names, but I have a member of my family who is fully vaccinated, uh, but they refuse to go out of their house and they refuse to take the mask off. It's like, then why did you waste the vaccine? I mean, really, why did you waste the vaccine? That's exactly what it is. I don't. Uh, I mean, it's it's the point of what caused this restriction in the first place. What caused this about face? Something that's worked for us for the last year, worked in the height of COVID. Every single spike we've seen, there's been no issues with this. And now suddenly it's an issue that we have to pay attention to as things are loosening up everywhere. As New York is, as we mentioned before, over and over again, one of only three states without a plan to get out of this. And I think the biggest thing that you take from this, and, and one of the reasons why so many people are having an even greater problem with it, even more so with the rules, as somebody pointing out on our text board, I can't get a two-year-old to keep on their Halloween mask to go <laughs> trick-or-treating. We're going to have daycare workers chasing them all around all day long talking about the mask. I, I, I think most daycare workers have, that you have to have, a relationship with the parents who drop their kids off. to. The, the, I mean, there's a huge trust level involved there and I think daycare workers are kind of you know listen they're going to follow the rules maybe as best they can because their license might depend on it but I don't think you're going to see a lot of people even with these rules in place chasing after two-year-olds all day long because they know how it works they know how the parents feeling is on this if parents were uncomfortable with their kids not in a mask in a daycare setting, they wouldn't the drop kid, them off. The kid would not have been in daycare right. over the past year because this is how it's been operating. And then the the whole what we heard while Governor Cuomo was in Western New York yesterday asked about this rule that came down from the state. The release is sent by the governor's office. It's Governor Cuomo announces. He's saying in that release, we are issuing this guidance. It's under the state health department's purview. And then, you know, there's a reason it was Jocko's book and not the governor's book that was called Extreme Ownership. Because extreme ownership is not what he has over this new state policy. Because he defers it, acting like there is no choice at all that the state has in this matter. When it is the state's rule. It's happening here in New York State. You put out the release. You put out the notice. You gave these guidelines to all these daycare operators that we heard from uh, earlier today. If this was something you were forced to do by federal guidelines, every state would be doing it. I think the the people are looking and saying, well, this isn't happening in the state right to our south in Pennsylvania. This isn't happening in Ohio. 
It's now just starting to happen in New York, where, as Brian said yesterday, less than 2% of people who felt it was necessary to get a COVID-19 test actually tested positive. It's, I, you know, it, it is just, it's crazy to think that we're looking at something that has worked fine over the last year and deciding that that is all of a sudden the problem because we're, what, because we're running out of different things to police we're, as we're taking restrictions off. And we're saying we're not policing this. Well, we need something new to uh, put our attention on. You got to have a reason to have another press conference. It is. (laughs) It is a while. And as a father of a child who's in daycare, I'm hoping that cooler heads prevail. I'm hoping that somebody speaks up. We heard from Sean Ryan a little bit earlier on this show about how he disagrees with this. I'm hoping that the voices are loud enough speaking up on this that. By the time my uh, child hits their second birthday, well, let's... they don't have to worry about this. <laughs> I, I hope we're not talking about, I, will kids need to wear masks or not I don't by take, the time your son turns two. I don't take anything for granted <laughs> anymore, Joe. Um, I do have to fess up, though. I do have to fess up Uh-oh. on our show because yesterday we were talking so much about the AC yes. and turning it on. And it was hot. It was 90 yesterday. Yeah, I, 90 is when I, all right, I gave right. in. Right. I gave in, even even though it's still May but and you, it's one day. I gave in. See, I, I'll blame. I, although May. I'm I'm going to blame my kid again. I, 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 he's up on you know the second floor, so it's hotter there. I mean, it was 77 down the first floor. It was probably 80 something up there. I can't have him sleeping in that hot. So weather. if it wasn't for your son, there's a good chance that AC would not have turned on. I'd like to think so. Um, because of a calendar, my wife might have been the next one who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit me in the back of the head. And your reasoning is because of a calendar. Yeah, kind of. Personal pride. It's a stupid thing that I take pride in. <laughs> I hey. know it's stupid. I'm just saying. Hey, I, I get. You. I mean, hey. I had to do it. I had to turn it on. I yesterday. understand. I understand. You know, I, I like when I drive uh, from here to Virginia Tech. I only want two stops, and that's something I take pride in. And that doesn't matter how long I have to hold it. So I, I can understand having little things you take pride in. I, but you want to talk about extreme ownership. Yes. I fessed up right away. As soon as I did that, you were the first I got person outside of my household yes. who knew. I said, Joe, I'm sorry for everything that I, uh, I said. It's 90 degrees. I'm turning that air on. It was the first text I read after I uh, got off the bases because I drew a second walk. Uh, for the second week in a row, I drew a walk in slow-pitch softball. Come on. And this we, is the guy. It was an RBI slow-pitch uh, softball walk, so... You're welcome. You're welcome, Hurwitz, and fine. I did my part. Hey, Brian, I have to say, so we're, we've been talking about the governor at the airport yesterday, and, and this is one of the most ridiculous things. So he announces that if you get a vaccination between the 24th and 28th, not if you're on your way to get one now, stop the car, um, but if you get one between the 24th and 28th, you'll receive a scratch-off ticket for a $5 million lottery. Now, I took that as meaning... They are giving $5 million away to everyone who gets a vaccine between the 24th and 28th. Not everyone. Someone. A chance between one one person (laughs) that gets a vaccine between the 24th and 28th. And I was pretty upset because Ohio is doing something similar. But guess what? If you got a vaccine, you have a chance, even if it's before the date it was announced. So yesterday, these are the things I'm thinking about. As Brian's debating with himself to have the AC on or not, I'm thinking, how the hell... Uh, do I not get thrown into this into this pot, into this lottery? Because I was a responsible adult, because I did it the first chance I got, uh, I don't get the $5 million. Well, it's not a $5 million lottery to those that are getting vaccinated. They're just giving you a lottery ticket. 
Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, not a scratch separate, off. it's not a separate lottery. It's one of the big scratch offs, though. It, okay, it's at yeah, the bottom yeah, of the machine. You're saving me twenty bucks. Thanks, but <laughs> but only if you get a vaccine between the twenty fourth and twenty eighth. I think that's uh, so. That's a dumb incentive. I'm sorry. You're just going to hand out New York lottery tickets. It's it's twenty dollars. It's more expensive than the no beer. No one is going just for a twenty dollars lottery I ticket. I do. You it, sound no, very upset. I, I do. You're addicted to scratch offs. Well, I like scratch offs. <laughs> however, however, if you're going to do something like that. Everyone who's gotten the vaccine should also should also uh, get a that scratch tells off. Me that's that I should sentence, get one in the mail. That sentence is you're addicted to scratch offs. No, but why? Because you waited till May 24th, you get a scratch off, but I don't. I mean, even the county, even Mark Polencar's realized that those who had been uh, vaccinated before his uh, chaser and a shot program are shot in a chaser program, and now they're opening that up to people who have already been vaccinated. So now we just have to throw incentives at people who are, who are waiting waiting out. I, I should have waited another month. I could have gone to the Mets game for free. <laughs> I that's, I you know. Take, give off uh, five scratch offs to everyone who goes into uh, you know to get vaccinated. I don't, well, a it should. You're, be, you're very fired up. That tells me you're. But don't so, you should lay off the scratch no, off this tickets. Is, this is where I'm. Uh, I'm upset because all the the reports were this is like what Ohio's doing. No, it's nothing like what Ohio's doing. Ohio is doing five separate one million it's, dollar winners what to o- those who have been vaccinated. It's not what just giving you Ohio a lottery ticket. Ohio is doing if you have to uh, create that plan. In 24 hours, right? Yeah, so, like, it, Ohio is huge. <laughs> they set aside a big chunk of money and, you know, had this big plan. Uh, what is going to be our big vaccination incentive? And that's what they came up with, right? It's going to be $5 million prizes, five full-ride scholarships. Here we go. It takes a lot of planning. This is, hey, that worked a lot. Can we do a million-dollar lottery? Not like that. I'll throw in some tickets. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> That's before we before we get back on the plane, could someone run down to Seven Eleven and buy a few twenty dollar, five million dollar scratch off tickets? That's really that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's, you that's, you have a big problem with this. I have a problem with the way it was sold, and I have a problem with we're giving more incentives to people who wait. We're giving more incentives. So if I would have held out till June 11th, I could have gone and seen the Mets and Padres for free. But because the first chance I got it, I went and got the shot. Um, now I don't get any incentive. Oh, boohoo. You know what your incentive was? Yeah, I'm You're not, not going to get COVID. Yes, and I can take my mask pretty off. Good. I do pretty like, good. I like those incentives. But now someone who goes on the someone who goes to City Field on the 24th, right? They get not only a free ticket to that game, they're getting a twenty dollars scratch off ticket. Jeez, I you're I I don't understand. Uh, you know, we, uh, you're pretty upset about this. Just uh, I just don't like, I, I don't I don't like the way it was sold. And I do think if any anyone who's gotten a vaccine should all have a chance to get the incentives that are given to those who have been holding out. That's I all. I think you're. Uh, it has nothing a to do with reaction. It has nothing to do with the scratch off. Somebody ticket. texting in if you're having a heart attack and you're okay. I'm monitoring his vitals as I try and do. Um, all about a stupid ticket. It's, That's it's all, he's addicted ticket. to scratch off it, tickets. No, it has nothing. He's to, buying them on his phone it has as he's no, uh, at work. Well, I mean, the Mega Millions tonight. Of course, I am. It has nothing to do with the ticket. It is the concept that. We have to throw more and more incentives, but we're just going to forget those who went in April. Now, yes, the main incentive was I get to go back to normal, and I'm happy of that. I'm, I'm really excited when I can actually 100% go back to normal. But, but now you're telling me, well, if you would have waited two months, you really wouldn't have missed out on anything, and you could have had a free scratch-off ticket and a free ticket to a Mets game. I mean, I would say if that really mattered to you, um, you should have kind of seen that coming, right? You could have been smart and waited. 
You would have known there would have been an incentive program. I've never seen, hey, there's a flu shot. You get a free Mets ticket. No. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, this is, you, you should have known that this was somebody said, go find some AC. I think you do need it. This is what happens when the studio warms up <laughs> and Joe's like slightly uncomfortable. His body temperature runs just like 0.05 degrees uh, a little bit hotter. Gets pretty fired up. I'm just up. trying to say, it has nothing to do with, with the actual ticket. I mean, the Mets ticket would be really nice. A free Mets ticket, especially this season. Um, it's just, why why aren't those incentives offered to everybody? That's all. That's all it is. You know, what did I get? I got, yes, I, I got to take my mask off two days ago. I got the ring pop. And I, uh, I, I'm, I'm vaccinated against COVID. However, wait till May 24th. Really wouldn't have missed all that much. And I would have had two other things. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I don't think I don't think Maybe. it's that ridiculous of an argument. I guess you uh, you got pretty heated there. You should. You, you're dressed too warm for this studio. That's what yeah. It is. I, I don't know After why all th- the AC. I don't know why I threw a hoodie on this morning. That, yeah. that was you know I I do a lot of dumb things in the course of a day. That might have been the dumbest thing I've done today. Well, I don't. I don't have time to argue that point before the end of the show. But no, we started off today talking about uh, what's going on, and uh, you know, you'll have the opportunity throughout the day to weigh in on this here on WBEM. But make sure you check out the story over at WBEN.com and some of the interviews that we did this morning on daycare facilities and some of the new restrictions that they have to abide by. Now, out of the blue, starting this week, that includes masking of kids as young as two. That includes distancing, nap time. The cots are all spaced out. We got to put them all in different. It's totally different from what's been going on and working, working pretty well. Uh, I mean, kind of should be celebrated how we've gone in all these daycare facilities straight through. No breaks, no shutdowns, and everything's worked off really well. And instead, now it's, well, here's some, uh, you know, new rules that you kind of have to jump through and jump around. Uh, Plenty of interviews available on demand in our podcast section at WBEN.com. And it will be something we talk about with our guest on Sunday's Hardline. My guests include, I'm sorry, gubernatorial candidate Andrew Giuliani and Congressman Chris Jacobs. You know I will ask both of them about that. We'll also ask... Uh, Congressman Jacobs, why he was one of 35 Republicans to vote for the January 6th commission. So that is Hardline on Sunday. I hope you join me then. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Beamaz and Beamer will be right back here Monday at 9 if you missed any of today's show. If you missed any of the shows this week, especially yesterday's AC show, uh, you can find it on demand on the Odyssey app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you get podcasts. We'll talk to you Monday on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.